0: the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I will take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness Riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, whom summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, men may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. You heavens above, rain down righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness grow with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to him who quarrels with his maker. To him who is but a potsherd among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? Does your work say, He has no hands. Woe to him who says to his father, What have you begotten? Or to his mother, what have you brought to birth? This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and its Maker, concerning things to come. Do you question me about my children or give me orders about the work of my hands? It is I who made the earth and created mankind upon it. My own hands stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry hosts. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free. But not for the price or reward, says the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord says. The products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and those tall Sabians, they will come over to you and will be yours. They will trudge behind you, coming over to you in chains. They will bow down before you and plead with you, saying, Surely God is with you, and there is no other, there is no other God. Truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God and Savior of Israel. All the makers of idols will be put to shame and disgraced. They will go off into disgrace together. But Israel will be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You will never be put to shame or disgraced to ages everlasting. For this is what the Lord says. He who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret from somewhere in a land of darkness. I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. Gather together and come. Assemble, you fugitives from the nations. Ignorant are those who carry about idols of wood, who pray to gods that cannot save. Declare what is to be. Present it. Let them take counsel together. Who foretold this long ago? Who declared it from the distant past? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no God apart from me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none but me. Turn to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will swear. They will say of me, in the Lord alone are righteousness and strength. All who have raged against him will come to him and be put to shame. But in the Lord all the descendants of Israel will be found righteous and will exult. This is the reading of God's word. So this chapter has... A lot in it, and we'll quickly flip through some of it, but the first thing to to note is what 's at the beginning when he talks about um, the anointed one um, anointing King Cyrus, and he goes on to a long in in great length about a king Cyrus and the deliverance that will come, even though Cyrus does not acknowledge him, and if you um at some point, flip over to the end of the Chronicles, uh, chronicling the history. It's a it's a very historic historic book, First and Second Chronicles. But it chronicles the history of Israel and Judah. Um, you read this at the very end, so it depicts the fall of Jerusalem into the hands of the Babylonians, which, which the Book of Isaiah has also been referencing. And and it says this: the land enjoyed. Its Sabbath rests, all the time of its desolation it rested, until the the 70 years were fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, said. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any one of his people among you, may the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. And that's the end of the book of Chronicles. Um, It it depicts um, what Isaiah is picking up on here. How in their captivity, God has pointed them to the fact that that this big, like the power, um, Persia was the power and they were the, like the epitome of their enemy, the epitome of the Gentile nations surrounding them, the epitome of people who neglected and ignored God. And God is telling them, in fact, the leader of those people, Cyrus, is going to be the one who delivers you. I will change his heart. And so it now helps you make sense of the first several, several verses of Isaiah chapter 45, Um, And so that's the first thing to note and it's just a a reminder that God brings deliverance through the most wacky of ways. I think you may have experienced this in your life. Um, And this is a repeated theme all throughout the scripture most prominently what's coming to mind for me is Genesis 50 when God brings this um, desolation on Joseph, the abandonment of his brothers. And he goes to the land of gets gets picked up and bought as a slave in the land of Egypt, and then rises into prominent power, making um, high impact decisions for the Egyptian government. Um, and during the um, the the play, or during during one of the famines, Israel comes to Egypt because they've run out of resources, and Joseph has this encounter with his brothers, the brothers who years earlier had abandoned him and says to them in that moment of restoration and reconciliation, um, what you did to me, you intended for evil, but God intended for good. And I think this is the same thing, what, what Cyrus, um, what the Babylonians, what um, the Persians intended for evil, God changed the heart of Cyrus and God intended it for good. Um, And so God, the first thing is just to notice is that God brings about um, redemption in the wackiest of ways. And I think we've experienced that in our life. Um, The second thing, there's a repeated phrase. Clearly, the Lord wants um, the people to know that there is no Lord, there is no God apart from him. Just as he did the previous chapter, he really breaks down the foolishness of idolatry but he also goes at great lengths as he does in a lot of places in scripture to retell of his glory and majesty um, and retells the story of creation and it is him who fashioned and made the earth who founded it he did he did not create it to be empty but he formed its inhabitants and almost questioning the pride of human beings, of, oh yeah, well, where were you when I made the earth, when I stretched out the heavens? Um, You know, I think that this is, this is a great uh, reminder for us. You know, the gospel, it humbles those who are proud and it actually gives great confidence to those who are humbled. Um, It brings high those in a weak position and it brings low those in a high position. And whatever position you find yourself in today, um, the gospel is for you. Um, the gospel is, is the, the news that uh, makes us weak so that we might love and depend upon God and love our brother, not from a, a place of yelling and anger. And for those who are in a place of weakness and desperation, the gospel reaches you in that place and brings you high and calls you a son of the utmost God giving you an identity and giving you dignity unlike any other. Um, and the last thing just to point out is um, this, this last echo in verses 22 through the end, which is this reference um, and picked up back at the end of the Bible in Revelation 21 and 22, where he says, Every knee will bow and every tongue will swear or confess that I am the Lord alone, and all righteousness and strength comes from me and that all who have raged against him will be put to shame. This is the end. This is the final judgment. This is the coming of the Lord, and the blood of Jesus Christ will be on all people. The blood will either be as an atonement, a covering, making you pure, giving you, imputing to you the righteousness and the strength and the purity and the cleanliness and the holiness and the blamelessness that's required to enter into the gates to be a citizen of the New Jerusalem, or it will be the condemning blood, the blood that accused and put him to death. And for those, they will be put to shame. They will be cast out. They will be not let in. They will not be let in. And so this is a great reminder, and every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. They'll either confess him as the Lord who saves or the Lord who damns. So, this is a great reminder for us um, today, in whatever situation you find yourself in. Um, there is a God who invites us. I-, I love this, even in this passage, he invites us to seek him. He invites us, he says in verse 22, Turn to me and be saved, for I am God and there is no other. This is a reminder for us today. Turn to him to be saved. Let us pray. Father, we acknowledge you as the one who stretched the canopy of the skies, the one who formed the foundation of the earth, created the seas and holds them in your hands. And you've put on the earth inhabitants. You've given us dominion to rule and subdue and and to care for your earth and to love those around us. Um, Lord, you have brought deliverance to us and you continue to deliver us in a variety of ways. Um, But ultimately, Lord, you have promised um, to deliver us once and for all from the impending judgment that is to come. Um, So give us great faith as we wait Um, that day. uh, We pray, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come. Now in the midst of waiting for that day, we find ourselves in a pretty peculiar time um, with lots of um, fears and anxieties and just real chaos. Um, Lord, would you comfort us, be with us, be in our midst, um, help us make sense of what's around Um, Help us turn to you, the one, the only one who will save. Help us notice and recognize and confess our our, our idolatry, the things we turn to apart from you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus.